Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, man. Hey, you don't get to do that. I just did it. What are you going to do about it? It's not how this works. Okay. Uh, Hey, man. You don't get to do that. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever heard of the Doddleston messages? The Doddleston messages? Yeah. What are you looking at? Why are you looking at me like that? I don't like the name. Why don't you like the name? <laughs> it feels like it's either going to be aliens or ghosts. <laughs> the Doddleston messages. <laughs> it's the messages thing. Yeah. Can you not get messages from anything other than aliens? No. And ghosts? Yeah. Every voicemail I've got is from uh, <laughs> the past. <laughs> it's from someone stuck in the past. <laughs> what was the voice of the aliens on that one episode? <laughs> one episode of what? <laughs> Jared Myers. <laughs> what? What was it? Bob Lazar. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Human like, name. Human name. Yeah. Well, we've lost all of our <laughs> listeners so far. Let's just get into the theme song. I landed in the UK for the first time. I get off. And Wait, I, like, somebody tell me a problem. I go to my driver and I'm like, pussy cat, pussy cat. And he's just like, excuse like me. Baker's man. I don't know. <laughs> okay. He sits on the couch and he makes him throw it back and forth, right? That's the only way he can measure stuff. <laughs> Oh, if an expert wrote this, it would be way better. Yeah, I have a reservation on Applebee's. (laughs) Things I learned last night. All right. What's the the Doddleston? Don't worry. This isn't an alien thing. All right. That's great. Uh, It could be. Uh, (laughs) It's a ghost thing. uh, uh, Hey, speaking of stuff. This is literally not related to this at all. That's a funny (laughs) transition. That's a funny transition to bring up any topic. Did you see the the Netflix released their trailer for the six five seven movie? Uh, Yes, I am. It looks like an actual like scary movie. Yeah, we were not consulted at all on this and I'm deeply offended. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so anyway, it looks good. Um, so the Donaldson messages, the Donaldson messages. Uh, so is this another way of, of talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another name for it. Uh, this happened in 1985. Okay, uh, the home of Ken Webster, his uh, girlfriend Debbie. Uh, they encountered some strange. Ken and Debbie are the most 1980s something names I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Well, they're. Here's what's strange about that. These seem like they're made up. They live in the UK, and I don't feel like Ken and Debbie are UK names. You don't feel like Ken, Debbie. Debbie. I don't think Debbie's a UK. Oh, name. come on, Debbie. Uh, and I feel like it is. I feel like it's more a UK name than Debbie. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I said it in that accent. It feels <laughs> pretty. It feels, feels pretty. pretty rural Missouri. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then also their their guest Nick. And in the UK, they pronounce it Deborah. Do they really? Yeah, I don't believe you. Like the aluminium and Deborah. Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth. Kenneth. <laughs> Kendall. Uh, no, Nick. Uh, uh, Nick is a guest of theirs. We'll pronounce it without a K. <laughs> okay. So, 
Ken and Debbie are a couple. She, they're dating. You they're said dating. girlfriend, yeah, right? They are obviously sinners. Oh, they uh, live together. They live together. Oh, I don't uh, even know if we can talk about them. <laughs> so it's 1985 uh, in the UK in a town called Doddleston, okay. uh, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny so the town. The town is Doddleston. Got yeah, it. the town's called Doddleston. Uh, it's a very, very small town. Uh, closest. The large only people who live there are Ken and Debbie. <laughs> And they're visiting guests and their friends. Well, we don't even call them friend visiting guests. That sounds like they're Airbnb in. Uh, I'm not even kidding when I say today, uh, 30 years later, if you look at the town on the map, there is one intersection and the intersection isn't even an intersection. It's a T it's a intersection driveway. It's so it's to like their house or <laughs> one house. Yeah, uh, so there's nothing there uh, except like a bunch of Catholic churches. Um, okay, and a dog training facility. How much is the population? Does it uh, say? Um, and a dog training facility. <laughs> yeah, we gotta do something about these loose dogs. Yeah, yeah. It was is a misnomer. It's, it was Doggleson, but whoever wrote it down Stop. thought they said Doggleson. <laughs> Doggerland. Doggerland. Uh, let me see the population as of. Uh, the 2011 census was 715. Okay, it's pretty small. So, so yeah, small town. Small town. UK. So I don't know what rural Ken UK is and like. Debbie chilling at their house in Doddleston. Yeah, Nick is visiting. Nick is visiting. He had just spent three months in Africa. Um, the they are they work at a nearby university, a couple okay. of towns over. Um, and uh, Ken is like a theater teacher. Sure. Um, I don't know what Debbie does. Nick is like a history teacher. That's why he was in Africa. Okay. And so he's staying with them in their basement. Uh, they had just moved into this new. 18th century brick cottage, um, it, which is interesting. It's like that's something I've I've never really thought about. Is like fixer uppers in the UK compared to fixer uppers. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fixer uppers <laughs> in the UK are like castles. Yeah, they're like yeah. 700 years old. <laughs> yeah, for real though. <laughs> so yeah, so he's got this this ancient house uh, that he moved into, um, and when they moved in, it, it began. The way this begins feels like a ghost story. Great, um, but it doesn't. It began. I don't know. Like, I don't know like how it starts. The way this begins feels like a ghost story. Was well, like blood goes on the walls? <laughs> yeah, freaking. And it said, "This the, is a ghost story." The Donaldson <laughs> message says, "Once upon a time," and you're like, "Oh wow, okay." Well, I'm there was a wall here, and twelve friends dug through the wall. Uh, no, okay. So, uh, some strange things started happening. Um, for example, uh, they noticed that. Uh, in their kitchen, there were these footprints that went up the wall, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the feet had six toes. No, stop! They were like, "This is weird." And so Did they, they really noticed there was feet that, that went up the walls. Yeah, so they painted over it. And Did then it they, actually have six toes? Yeah. Stop! It, oh, I thought you were joking. No, this is serious. And so they painted over it. They just they, painted over it, and they're like, "Yeah, it. it's a fixer upper." What it's are you gonna do? Upper. They painted over it, and then the next day, the feet print were back, and this time they had debris from the floor in them, so they knew it was like fresh. Uh, which I don't know how dirty the floor is, and what kind of debris they had, where they could no, clearly identify that's floor debris. Oh yeah, and that's our debris too. That's like <laughs> us. Dude, and you know what it started off like Debbie. Debbie, get in here. So, sorry, Debbie. Debbie, <laughs> Debbie, get in here. Look at these. Look at these feet prints. And look, you told me the floor was clean, <laughs> but I can tell. Yeah, that's that's yesterday's debris. Yeah, that's some Debbie debris. That's some <laughs> Debbie debris. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So the so like, prince. What did he go up to it? And he just did like a hunter. Like went up to it. Smell. Yeah, that's ours. It's fresh. <laughs> I don't know, but Ken Ken is a very serious person, and all his friends are like he's a serious guy, which is pretty. This happens every time one of these things happens. Yeah, this all their friends are just like, guy. yeah, he's. So, I mean, he's he, so serious. He wouldn't make it up. Yeah, he's honestly so serious. He wouldn't make anything up. He's he's so serious. He's the most serious person. Honestly, I've never heard him pretend in my life. I would love for him to lie. I've, one time, we, one time we took him to a concert, right, for free. <laughs> and later that night, he said, "Even if I paid for a ticket, I would never go back to that." <laughs> and we're like, "That guy's super serious." <laughs> But yeah, he never lies. He never, never plays pretend. He just goes never plays pretend. <laughs> theater for a living and is super serious. He does theater for a living. You're telling me this guy yeah, is the theater teacher. Theater is playing pretend. <laughs> I hate that you're just like he never plays pretend. He never plays pretend. He just goes he just to his job theater. where he plays pretend. <laughs> I think about that a lot. You know what I think about a lot? What is how many, much we pay actors to make believe? Yeah, to just yeah. And we pay him a lot to just yeah. We give him a lot of money yeah. and we go. Why don't you just play pretend so I don't have to yeah, because I can't pretend but pretend well enough that, that I, I can't that I that I think it's real. I this is there's a lot of people who are making fun of Harry Styles in this new movie and yeah, like it. you're watching it and you're like, what do you do you think that someone's going to act so well that you're like that's not Harry Styles. <laughs> You know, anyway, I don't know. I had a commentary on these feet thing though. So six toes, six toes. Yeah, walking up the wall. Yes, fresh debris, fresh debris could not be that it was painted over poorly. This is definitely fresh. It's fresh debris. Yeah, so it's it's a layer above is the point okay. with the fresh debris. He says so same yeah. spot. Yeah, same same place. Yeah. Same exact not spots. same not same exact spots. Okay, see yeah. that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So different different like, same set of tracks area, but yeah, new tracks. New okay. Tracks. But Ken, Ken, he was also a musician. He had some musician friends who liked to play pranks on each other. So he just assumed, oh, my friends are are playing a goof. Uh, and so yeah, he that's just, what they say in the UK. Yeah, so he painted playing over a goof. It. <laughs> so he painted over it and just went about his life. Uh, another strange thing started to happen where things in his kitchen, uh, he would walk in there and they would be stacked up that he didn't stack up. So pots and pans, uh, his cat food, um, mm-hmm. just different stuff got stacked in the middle of. Uh, his kitchen. It's very strange. I do like that ghosts do that kind of stuff. <laughs> they tidy up. This is so messy. Yeah, the ghost is like, you live like a pig. <laughs> Let me clean up after you. It just stacks up. Look, all your look how dirty my feet are because you <laughs> live like a so, pig. And just slamming his feet on the wall. <laughs> okay. So stacks as in like how big of stacks? I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, plates I, on top of plates, whatever. Yeah, it just stacks up the plates after they washed them or something. I don't know. Um, just stacking stuff up. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then the interesting thing begins. Uh, got it. So Ken, Ken, all to this point, Ken's just like whatever. I've got, I've got musician. I got friends. too much stuff to do. You There's feet print on the walls and stacks of stuff in my kitchen, <laughs> and I have to go to work. <laughs> my very serious job. <laughs> So this is what happened next. Uh, so this is 1985. Yeah, right. And so his the university he works at just got a brand new 
um, BBC microcomputer. Okay. Um, and so the deal was, hey, teachers, since you're going to be teaching some student hey, stuff, teacher, <laughs> you can learn this new computer. Yeah, you can rent the our BBC micros, take them home, and learn how to use it. Oh, and so he was like, yeah, I'll rent out a BBC micro. He takes it. It's on his kitchen table, and then this is a this is a, a, a hardy computer. These are big computers. It's not yeah. an easy task. Opens to just... it up. Solitaire loves stacking. <laughs> oh, comes back in a bunch of BBC micros stacked end over end, <laughs> covered in footprints. <laughs> now, uh, and so he has this BBC micro in there. Okay, and on micro, there's a program called Edward, which was. Microsoft Word, sure, um, but for some reason they named it Edward. A real that's name. funny. It is funny, um, but it wasn't Edward. It was Edward. Oh, well, like normal, I don't think they knew it was a pun. Yeah, I don't you think don't think they, they knew they could do that. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Like, just, we want to name it. You know what happened? <laughs> is this is exactly what happened? Is uh, someone went Edward, and they were like, "Oh, that's brilliant." And they, the person who said it, definitely was like Edward. And then the person was like, "Yeah," and wrote down. Edward or the person was like <laughs> and locked it in. Okay, I guess, I guess. Edward, Edward. That's an interesting. And then they and they rolled it out. They user tested and it. That and everybody guy liked still Edward. doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would call to it this Edward. day. He's yeah. like, yeah, you just wanted to name an Edward. Yeah, they just brain. liked Edward. Yeah, um, and so uh, they had this program Edward and he had been typing in s- some school stuff in it. Closed it off, saved it, whatever, and then they went to the pub. Uh, him and Debbie and Nick and they go to the pub and they come back and they come back. They see this green glow coming from the kitchen and the the computer was on with a message and let me read this message to you. Oh, it's on the computer. Yeah, it's on the computer. So the computer's on okay. and she didn't leave on. He turned off before he left. The computer's on with this message. The message says uh, hello. My name is Edward. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Edward. <laughs> I'm Edward. They tried me in this thing. <laughs> Be sure to drink your oval team. <laughs> You know I'm gonna bring it up. Uh, it says it says true are the nightmares of a person that fears. Shut up. Safe are the bodies of the silent world. Turn pretty flowers, turn towards the sun, for you shall grow and sow. But the flower reaches too high and withers in the burning light. Get your bricks. Pussycat, pussycat went to London <laughs> to seek fame and fortune. Faith must be lost, for this shall be your redeemer. <laughs> and so I don't know why the two pussycats <laughs> got me. But it's just like the flower will wither in the sun's light. Pussycat, pussycat, and I was like, "That's a hard turn." Uh, and so, uh, is that a known poem? Can, is that a uh, pussycat, pussycat? Isn't that phraseology is like a common like British like nursery rhyme Kay. trope? Um, this the way it's used, like the rest of this, is original. Uh, yeah, but uh, okay, there are a lot of like it's kind of like. Uh, we have roses are red, violets are blue. Sure, like sure, hear, sure. That'll be a phrase in a lot of poetry out there in the UK. I think I've never been. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I lived in the UK for the first time. I get off. Wait, and I, somebody like, tell me a poem. I go to my driver and I'm like, "Pussycat, pussycat." He's just like, "Excuse like me." Like Baker's man. I don't know. <laughs> what, <are you laughs> what, trying, what did you just say? Oh, nothing. <laughs> I heard nothing. I heard the ukes like that. Stop. <laughs> Okay, so the so Ken was like, "Oh, that's weird. Uh, must be." Let a me turn this off. Yeah, he turns it off. Let and me just- paint over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, looks like we gotta paint the computer. Well, yeah, can't have that on here. 
So he's like, he's like, ah, whatever. He returns it to the school. Okay. Um, a few days later, he Didn't rents tell another him? one. Wasn't like, hey guys, that was weird. No, because he doesn't think anything of it. He's a serious guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and so he, a few days later, he rents another one. Uh, we're not sure if it's the same one or just another one from the school, but he rents an, another computer. Okay. Puts it back on his kitchen table. Does some work on it for a while. Shuts it off. Goes to the pub. Comes back uh, to another message. And the message this time says, I write on behalf of many. What strange words you speak. You are a worthy good man uh, who has a fanciful woman and you live in a house uh, who dwell in my home with lights which the devil maketh and it was a great crime to have stolen my house. LW. (laughs) What? (laughs) So Ken's like, Okay, that's strange. That's a little more. <laughs> he goes, this might be serious. <laughs> this might be serious. Get the paint. Okay, because then he's like, he, they're getting a little bit of details. So like, you are a worthy, good man of what? Yeah. Uh, and you have a fancy woman. Yeah. I would know immediately that wasn't about us. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not a worthy, good man, <laughs> and she ain't fancy. <laughs> Uh, so he he takes the school back to whatever he like prints out the message and takes it back to his colleagues at work. He's like, guys, look at this. Whatever. whatever. He's like, which one of you did this? Yeah, you guys are funny. No, and everyone's like, he went. Which one of you did this? <laughs> you guys I'm a very think, serious man. <laughs> you think you're funny? <laughs> I do not. Uh, and so they. Uh, no one of the school could explain it either. They're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, everyone at the school thought it was just kind of a joke and they're like, oh, that's funny, whatever. Like you got some funny friends that are pranking you or whatever, you know, like most people do. They just kind of make fun of the things that you think are really serious in life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, I'm the bully in my friend groups. uh, uh, So they nobody has an answer for it. Whatever go on. He rents a he rents another one goes home and then he gets one where they he addresses him by name and so the this letter what says Ken Deb Nick Ken Deb Nick and then oh uh, here. Let's see. Uh, I've seen I've seen many alterations uh, lastly charge house and thou home uh, tis a fitting place with lights and then he goes back to the devil things uh, he says and there's costly things that my friend Edmund only my friend Edmund Gray can afford or the king himself. Uh, yeah, so again, kind of going back to how weird the house is, but he mentions them by name. Yeah, it mentions yeah, them by burn name. It. That. <laughs> burn the computer. easy burn the whole house or yeah. burn the computer burn the whole house burn the house with the computer inside <laughs> and then watch it type. Uh, no, so- please help <laughs> the devil gloweth <laughs> shineth around me. <laughs> Uh, so he takes it. He, he he takes it back. Prints this message off again. Takes it back to the school, uh, and it catches the attention of Peter Trinder, who was a uh, like English professor. Do we know who Edmund Gray is? Are we getting that? Yeah. So okay, well, no, but yes. Uh, yeah. Well, but no, yeah. But yes. Uh, <laughs> Peter will address that for us. So yeah, they take it to Peter Trinder, who is a, a, a English professor uh, with a specialty in medieval in weird and computer weird messages. Computer English. <laughs> Weird computer English professor 101. Uh, so, uh, no, so Peter. Professor. 
What's up? That's what I'm just thinking. Like, what if that was behind your name? You know, Doctor Jaron Myers, <laughs> WCEP. <laughs> weird English professor. Okay. No, it's a weird computer English professor. Oh yeah, he's not right. Wep. <laughs> <laughs> he's Wep. <laughs> so. So, he's so got Peter, a, he's, Peter looks his at specialty it, in medieval medieval English and so Peter looks at it and he says this is probably from 1643. Yeah, but also every Baptist <laughs> preacher speaks King James. <laughs> Would you take it to a yeah, this is just one of the it, local churches, a the local guy, coming a local in, man. A local, yeah, Florida man. Uh, so Peter Trinder is like, oh, I'm convinced that this is from the 16th century. You're getting messages from the 16th century somehow. And so Peter gets like obsessed with this. Ken is like, this is weird, but Peter's like, I need to come over to your house and send messages to this dude. Peter's like, actually, if you want to move out, I want to live there. Yeah, he's like, can I move in? Yeah. This is my wife's grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) He walks to the house and he's like, you know what would look great right here? A stack of (laughs) pans. And the computer goes. (laughs) He's just communicating with the computer. Like, what the heck? So what they do is they start writing these messages. Can you get yeah, in the you, computer? You gotta figure out how to commu- communicate back. Yeah, so they write a message in the computer and then they go to the pub. And when they come back, <laughs> this <laughs> the computer has a response answering their questions. They're like, yeah, you know how it works. We have to get blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we only hear from the computer if we're blitz. Then you're go- let's say you go to Applebee's, right? You roll the Applebee's and the server's like, how many in your party tonight? Well, there's four of us. We think there might be another one. There might be a fifth. But he doesn't Maybe need just a seat, another chair. You know? And she's like, okay, well, you know, you guys seem like you're excited. You guys celebrate anything tonight? Well, we're out for a reason. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, here for a reason. yeah we're waiting to hear from our 1600 <laughs> ghost at the house. She's like, okay, well, you know, appetizers are half off, and <laughs> like, she's there serving your dessert, your little volcano brownie thing, and then you guys are all like, oh, there he is. The computer's just floating through the front door, <laughs> and the server's Going just. Green. <laughs> The server starts walking up the wall. It's <laughs> a sixth toe. <laughs> she turns to her manager. She says, "There's so much debris on the floor." <laughs> there is so much debris here. <laughs> Deborah, De- Deborah. <laughs> That's how she got her name. She wasn't Debbie before. She's like, "Your new name is Debris," and she's okay, like, "Debbie, Debbie? <laughs> got it." Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you like this podcast, you want more of it, please leave a review. That's super helpful to let others know who are searching for a podcast. And if you're new around here, we've been doing this for several years, and there's plenty of episodes to check out. Uh, one of my personal favorites is Agent Garbo. It was a guy who went to the government uh, during World War II and was like, "Hey, let me be a double agent," and they were like, "No." And then he was like, "Well, I'm gonna." And so uh, he kind of went off on his own, did the thing, and it's also got some crazy details about World War II, about how the U.S. used inflatable tanks to trick Germany, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, but if you want to go check that out, you can. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. (laughs) And look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. 
But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, it's that time of year again, which means every night you wake up in the middle of the night freezing cold, and so you get a bunch of blankets, and then you wake up a couple hours later, and you're burning up. So you take all the blankets off and repeat the cycle all night long. Well, I got good news for you. Miracle Made has the solution. Miracle Made has silver-infused fabrics that are inspired by NASA that makes the sheets thermoregulated, and they're designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So if you need to be cooler, it helps keep you cooler. If you need to be warmer, it helps keep you warmer. And it's that same silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, which means these sheets stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than traditional bed sheets. So no more gross odors. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Miracle is so confident in their product that is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. So, yeah, you, you got to go to the pub, got to come back. They go to the pub, they come back, and he's answering these questions. He's answering questions. Yeah, he's what answering questions. questions. They so they're asking him about the town, where he lives, what he does for a living. Is there more than one intersection so in your time? Uh, yeah, how many intersections do you guys have? Uh, and so they end up finding out that he says that it, he lives in a red brick house, uh, a red stone house, but the house isn't a red stone house. And so like that's peculiar. Um, he works at a local call, a local university, which did exist um, in the 1600s. Yeah, uh, I guess at the time, maybe it was a college. I don't know. It just didn't get the university. <laughs> yeah, it was a tech school. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was a community college. Yeah, we're training. It didn't reach, didn't reach the level yet, but eventually yeah, we're training cart builders here. <laughs> it's great. Um, that was another thing. They left a picture of a uh, Porsche on the computer and he said that and he goes. He said nice car. <laughs> he says twas strange cart. Uh, won't work well without horses or something like that. Uh, so, uh, no, that seems <laughs> dumb. Won't 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 won't. won't. <laughs> oh no, he's taking over. Hello, Timothy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, Timothy. So, they they he's they're getting all these answers about what's going on Kay? in uh, LW's world. Sure. This but has got to be a hack. Things don't. Well, here's what's strange: is this is before the internet, 
Uh, so there was, were, there's no way to connect it. There were networks, but you would have to plug into a network, and most of those networks were local networks. So this, there likely was a network on the university campus that they could plug into while they're on campus, but off campus they couldn't plug into. Do we that. think that they're going to the pub and someone's sneaking into the house? Uh, there's a few theories. Okay, we okay, can, okay, we'll get there we later. We can get to these. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, quite a few theories. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so they start comparing a lot of the things that he's saying, and they they do realize some of it's not lining up. Uh, the time in which he says he lives uh, doesn't line up with like that university he says he works at didn't get founded for another hundred years. Yeah, and the the king that he says that he's under wasn't the king. So it's king. getting less believable, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's an explanation though. <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, we were fully on. We we're talking were, to a guy from the 1600s <laughs> yeah. until, eh, until he started answering some questions. No, something's like a couple years off there. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, eventually, uh, <laughs> eventually, LW uh, starts asking them questions about oh, their time, good. trying to get explanations about things. So they start playing along, telling them about. The 80s. Um, they said Miami's really hot right now. We've never <laughs> been, but it's super cool. All the neon and stuff, dope. Yeah. Uh, and so the, he's learning all about uh, the 80s, and then he replies after they tell him all about the 80s, and he says, "Oh, that's strange. I thought you were also from 2109, like your friend who brought the box of lights. Do you pray?" <laughs> Okay. If someone asks you, do you pray? You need to run. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I also do miss the times when text messages had signatures, <laughs> and I would 100% now make do you pray, do you pray? my <laughs> signature. You know, <laughs> every text. Do you remember that? Why yeah. did text messages have signatures for a while? I don't know. It was so absurd because you had such a limited amount of characters at the time too. And then, at the end, <laughs> and then you used up fifteen <laughs> of them because it was like the asterisk little curly side <laughs> thing. Man. So this is where things get really weird. Um, yeah, just past pe- feet on the wall, past stacked up things, past weird glowing thing, past a message that says twenty one oh nine. Do you pray? <laughs> Tell me where it gets weird, Tim. <laughs> So LW, we've we found found out somewhere along the line that LW's real name was Lucas or first name was Lucas. That was what LW stands for. Okay, Lucas Wright, the race car driver. Um, Will we be alive in twenty one oh nine? Probably not. Maybe. No, I I mean, you don't think so? Very doubtful. You'd have to be. What would that make you? One hundred and thirteen. One hundred and fifteen. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, but I'm saying like, dude, medicine. I mean, there's a chance like in what the sixties or seventies, something crazy happens. That's what I'm saying. I think we're most likely dying in the sixties or seventies. I'm most likely you think dying, we're in, the dying 40s. in the sixties or seventies. <laughs> yeah, that would make us. Well, I guess no. Yeah, probably more like I was gonna 80s, say were you planning on going to 65. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll probably die in the sixties. No, 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 you're not gonna make it that far. I'm saying yeah, you're gonna die next year, dude. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, but I, I yeah, maybe by the seventies or eighties, something interesting. What if we tried to interview, you know, if he does exist in twenty one oh nine, we do a we, follow up episode. We well, and we could probably find him a few years younger. Yeah, you he know? probably would be. Yeah, a little you know, tight and we'll be like uh, for our Patreon supporters <laughs> and he's like, what is Patreon? And we're like, it's a website. what makes you think twenty one oh nine is British and he goes 
Because he lives in that weird house. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. He's in. Do you think British his accents U- will still be around? He's a I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying we'll be old. We'll be like yeah. Patreon's a website. He'll go, what's a website? You yeah. know, it'll be a whole disaster. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so 2109. This this is where things get weird because uh, all of a sudden Lucas is like, oh, well, yeah, there's another guy I've been talking to then. He's been telling me all about 2109 and it's things are crazy then, man. Uh, oh, so no, Lucas is not in 2109. Lucas is in like the 16th century. Oh, yeah. I thought he was saying so, that he was in 2109. So Lucas explains this whole thing of what's going on to him. He says that what, what happened was one night he was in his little cottage. Uh, just I don't know whatever people do in the medieval times. Just you know, cutting up some guy's arms that he sure. got in a fight with or something sure. like that. I don't know. Um, Planting some seeds. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know. Uh, and then he said that a glow came from his hearth. Uh, and a man walked out of it and told him to not be afraid and to keep the faith and said that uh, when the light glows speak into it uh, and so <laughs> I guess that he has like a text to speech capability where he can a- now speak into this computer. There's a- it just pauses <laughs> and it's the little orb it's, from Siri. It's the <laughs> and it's just floating in his living room <laughs> and he goes Do you pray? <laughs> Opening subway app. No, do you there's, pray? There is a subway 22 miles or no, sorry, 22 kilometers and 436 <laughs> years from here. <laughs> Would you like directions? <laughs> I hate this. Okay, so he's speaking to a glowing orb. He's speaking to some orb. Um, I wonder what he hears back. Well, he says that he can see the messages on the orb. It's almost like what's happening is he sees the computer is what he's trying to say is he sees the computer and he can read it and then when he speaks it types the messages. Okay, the speech ability. Um, So I don't know whatever. Uh, Also, they're renovating this old house and they found uh, during some part of the project that there was a foundation underneath the building that wasn't the foundation. So there was a building that was there before and this was a red brick or redstone foundation. So okay, evidence that there was probably another building on the site in the past, Um, which explains why the guy was like what you did to my house is strange, but kind of nice. I like it. What's the Zillow property value? (laughs) Uh, So now this is there's been a series of tens or dozens of messages at this point. Back sure, sure, between sure, LW sure. And Ken and the crew um, and so Ken and they got to figure out then they want to communicate through Lucas to 2109. Well, Ken and Ken and Peter say, hey, let's just send a message to 2109. So they did. So they said, hey, 2109. What's up? <laughs> you up question mark <laughs> uh, and so they get a message back. Stop. <laughs> Uh, 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 <laughs> hold on. I want to. Are you going to read it? What are you going to do? You're going to look at it and go. So this is. It says that they say they say try to understand. Or we're sorry that we cannot give you uh, all the questions that you have asked. Um, here's our options. Uh, one. Speak uh, to representative. <laughs> Like they're they're getting an automated response. <laughs> they say, "Well, we can we can tell you, uh, we can tell you everything in a way that you will understand, 
Uh, but if we do, uh, it will cause what is <laughs> uh, what is not meant to be to happen, which is strange. Uh, and then they said, or two, you can try to understand that you three have a purpose that shall in your lifetime change the face of history. We 2109 must not affect your thoughts directly, but give you some sort of guidance guidance that will allow room for your own destiny. All we can say is that we are all a part of the same God, whatever he is question mark is <laughs> space space. Do you pray? <laughs> do you pray? Uh, okay. Are they printing out these messages like we have them? Um, I, I assume they printed them out. Okay. Um, we have them. I assume they made them up, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, so at this point, Ken and uh, uh, Peter feel like they're a little out of their depth. They say this is uh, Peter's like yeah, I know a lot about to? the middle. Who's the first person you, you're just, talking to somebody from the past and from the future? Well, you have the past guy. Um, so now you need to think about that. Probably George Lucas. I don't know. You need someone who knows about stuff that go, hasn't hey, happened yet. Okay. <laughs> God, I don't know. You gotta put signs up that says, "Have you been to the future? Have you seen the future?" Uh, so they uh, they hire some paranormal experts, uh, the Society for sure. Psychical Research, to come do some tests. And so what they set up is they set up a series of tests because they were convinced when they came to the house. They were like, this is just you guys like you're just writing all these <laughs> yeah. letters to yourself. They go, yeah, no, we figured it out pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's you just you. Yeah, you're the ones doing it. Uh, so they started uh, doing these experiments, basically asking a bunch of questions to 2109 uh, and separating uh, Ken and Debbie from the home. Uh, uh, they kicked him out for a little bit and <laughs> like go to the pub. <laughs> yeah, go to the pub. They're go, like, on, hey, get. go on get <laughs> Uh, you don't have to ask us twice. We'll go. Uh, so they go to they go to Applebee's and they hang out for a while while uh, they the investigators start asking all these questions at twenty one oh nine and twenty one oh nine basically says uh, your your investigations are putting a hamper in our research. Uh, we need I can tell this isn't Ken and Debbie. Yeah, we need you give out it back to Ken <laughs> and Debbie. Give the phone back to Ken and Debbie. <laughs> Do it. Who else is on the line? Am uh, I on speakerphone right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I on speaker orb right now? <laughs> and so they basically tell they call out the investigators by name and they tell them get out of here. Um, uh, but then they, they did mention one of them and they said, but we kind of like you. You can stick around if you want. <laughs> and so the investigators after looking at this, they Dude, said would you want to be chosen by the ghost or not <laughs> like, you know, where it's kind of yeah, like kind of like you. Yeah, but except for Tim. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that makes me want to be the first one out of here. I think I got somewhere. Uh, got another hunt. I got to go to. Yeah, I have a reservation at Applebee's (laughs) for Uh, party of 86. (laughs) (laughs) So so uh, Yeah, so he the the investigators they are able to do enough investigation <laughs> to say I don't think this is Ken and Debbie that are doing this because they were getting responses back. This is now a, a third party that's like, yeah, we we got yeah. the responses back. We don't think it was Ken and Debbie, but we also don't want to be a part of this anymore. Uh, so <laughs> they just left. They were if, done. <laughs> I'm saying if I hire paranormal activity people that come to my house <laughs> and they go, yeah, that was pretty spooky, <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> Bro, that's 
That's like if a termite inspector came to your house and was like, yeah, <laughs> I saw the big one. I looked in his eyes and I saw my future and I got to go home. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. That's not good. So uh, they come back from the pub uh, and they're like, well, I guess we don't have our investigators anymore to an, a, a message from 2109 and 2109 is like, hey, those guys you hired are bozos. We recommend you hire <laughs> Gary Rowe. Uh, who is a very learned? We looked up some Yelp reviews <laughs> of local. <laughs> it took some time for me to use the Wayback Machine to find out what what Yelp looked like back then. Because now rough. it's very different. Yeah. Now yeah. when you're at a restaurant, it just tracks how you're feeling. Yeah, and it just puts the review and it just up uploads you. that because you, yeah. you agreed to that when you signed up forty years ago, 40 years, but you didn't yeah. know that. But you had no idea. Yeah, yeah. and it now every time you walk in, in public, it's measuring yeah. how you're experiencing. How much you things. like that McDonald's? It's pretty unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't get out of it. All your thoughts just become comments in there. Yeah. Service was great. Service was bad. Oh. <laughs> Should I leave a tip? Nah. Did I used to date this waitress? <laughs> Man, these Yelp reviews are getting weird. <laughs> these are getting weirder and weirder. Uh, so uh, 2109 is like Gary Rowe. He's this ufologist. And they put uh, in parentheses. What? They're like, we know you don't like the word. Uh, <laughs> and he's they were a like, what? A I... ufologist. They study UFOs, uh, and they're like, they're like, he's very intelligent. We we want to speak with him. Get him out here. Okay. Uh, and so they find him. They hire him. And he comes out. He goes. So the computer's flying. Sends, no. Okay, but I, you know, I do flying things. Yeah, but the computer's stationary. He's like. So it's not flying. Yeah. So and you know what it is, and you so identify. He sits on the couch and he makes him throw it back and forth. Right. <laughs> that's the only way he can measure stuff. As he goes, he walks to the house. He's like, hey, "You guys got a baseball mitt?" Yeah. He's like, "I did this with my counselor." <laughs> <laughs> that's <Okay>. a good joke. <laughs> So the uh, uh, this guy comes out Kay. and he he sends a couple of messages from where I don't know. Okay, uh, so he comes he comes to Donaldston and, and then you got to tell this guy like hey the computer <laughs> mentioned you by name. Yeah, yeah, and so what's happening is Ken is relaying these messages back and forth between Gary and twenty one oh nine. I don't know why, but Ken Ken is sending the messages in the yeah. computer and telling Gary what he said, and then eventually <laughs> and Gary's just sitting right there. Gary's just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, Gary's like, read it to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm a ufologist, but read. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ufologist, not a reader. Okay, <laughs> I can only be an expert in one thing. <laughs> yeah, instead of learning English, I learned the language of the gods. <laughs> You're like, whatever that means. <laughs> And so what happens is there's some messages where then Gary's like, oh, oh, you can't be a part of this. And then he kicks him out. He goes, someone else reads this. Like, you go to Applebee's and bring me one of the waitresses. Will you go to that place? I saw it coming in. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's the sign says uh, something about a neighborhood. Oko Shubapi or something like that. I don't know how to read. So you can go there. Oko Shubapi. <laughs> I don't know. There's you guys going to Shabbos after this? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's after youth group. Obese? 
and nobody <laughs> corrects it. <laughs> Everyone's just, just like, like, we know what yeah, that we'll means. Go to yeah, someone has to, <laughs> he has to have the menu with the pictures too. He's he's played it off so well. He goes, I want that. That looks really good. Yeah, can you give me the Oprah doobie? <laughs> <laughs> and the waitress is like, excuse me. One of the guys leans over. It's like, yeah, he wants the wings. Medium. He wants, yeah, he medium wants medium sauce. spicy wings. Yeah, please. And some mozzarella sticks. Please, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> He goes, he all right, thanks. <laughs> he read her name tag. He, I love that he can say like eight words. <laughs> he's got a few words he's got, but then there's these red okay, things. Thanks. <laughs> okay, thanks. No, he can, <laughs> he can speak English. He just can't read it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he read her name tag. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's what that says. And she was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he tips really well though. He didn't know numbers either. Yeah, he has no idea what he's, he's giving like, he, He's like, does this cover? <laughs> and it's like he gets a call for the bank, and the bank's like, uh, "Sir, did you just mean to charge four million dollars to Applebee's?" He's like, "Whatever that means." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you mean like, should you be whatever that means?" <laughs> and they're like, "Would you speak closer to the phone?" <laughs> Someone throw this phone by my face so I can talk to it. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, so this guy's sitting in the living room while the computer He's like, you flies can't be part of this. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's saying you can't be part of this. So he has some messages back and forth with 2109. Okay. That uh um, he doesn't tell us the contents of. Yeah, that he keeps hidden. Shut. Um, okay. And so then <clears throat> here's what you do. This leaves- is what this guy's doing. All right. Here's how you rob someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious. You hack into the computer. You claim that you are from the future and, and the you say you need to reach out to this guy Jaron Myers <laughs> who needs to come to your house and investigate these messages and then you would then call me Jerome Myers and I would come to your house. You'd be like hey Jerome. I'm a big fan and then you and then I would sit down. I'd be like whoa. This is getting pretty you gotta personal, get out of here. You know, I think you should leave. Yeah. Like drive. What's the farthest restaurant away? Yeah. You should go. Go there. to that restaurant. Yeah. And then I'm gonna take and bring me a box truck. All of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. But that's not what happens. He sits in his house for a while, has some back and forth messages with 2109. Okay. And then he leaves a message for um. 2109 open on the computer and leaves. And so Ken and Debbie and Nick, they come home to this message that Gary sent that says, I'm sorry, I didn't realize what this was all about. I apologize for any missteps that I have taken. I'll allow you to continue what you're doing um, and check back in when the time comes. And so I'll be praying. <laughs> yeah, he asks, he asks 2109. Also, do you pray <laughs> when the time comes? What? Yeah, the heck? and so and then he disappears. Ken and Debbie and Nick, they can't get a hold of him. Um, and he's off the radar for the rest of the story. Um, Just forever. Well, he does come back in in like the 2000s. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, for a long time, this guy just ceased to exist, basically. Okay. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode. If you like our show, make sure you follow us on social at Tillin Podcast or subscribe anywhere where you're listening to right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, 
or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And if you want more, uh, we do have a Patreon you can support us on. Uh, in there, you get all sorts of perks like ad-free episodes, early access to our content, and even a Discord with our hosts and producers. Uh, so we'd love for you to check that out. All you got to do is text Tillin to 66866. That's Tillin to 66866. But thanks again for checking us out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Man, today I'm having one of those days where I'm just about at the end of the day and I'm thinking, man, I wish I had more time. Have you ever had a day like that where you're like, oh, there's not enough hours in the day? But that got me thinking, what would I do if I had more hours in the day? And the reality is most of us would probably fill it up with the same stuff and at the end say, man, I wish I had more hours in the day. The reality is, if you're not making time for the things that you want to make time for, there's other stuff that's going to squeeze its way in, and you're going to find yourself wishing you were spending time on other stuff anyways. That's where therapy can be helpful. Uh, Having someone you can talk to to say, hey, what are my priorities in my life, and how do I make those priorities in my life, and someone who can hold you accountable to keeping those priorities priorities. I know my counselor and I have been on a journey for a few years now, and it's been so helpful to have someone to talk and sort through life with. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I say this a lot, but I cannot recommend therapy enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, maybe give BetterHelp a try. It's 100% online. It's designed from the top to bottom to be convenient. Uh, And you can fit literally any schedule. Speaking of schedules, BetterHelp fits literally any schedule. So it's super valuable for people like me (laughs) who have a hard time fitting things into their schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows, and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. So Ken and Debbie are like, well, that was weird. Uh, and Nick's like, I think I'm going to move. <laughs> yeah, Nick's like, go, I don't like living here I'm anymore. I'm going to go back to Africa, I think. Uh, really anywhere. Um, and so Nick moves out. Debbie actually does move out as well. She she goes, they rent I, a it's place. It's got to create a, a strain on the relationship. Yeah, you so know? She, rents a, she rents a place. And Ken Ken's like, can I come stay there sometimes? And she's and like, she's well, like, no, we're the not new married ghost yet. says you're not allowed. <laughs> She moves into a new place. <laughs> she goes, yeah. Oh, he knows 2109. Yeah, he knows 2109. Oh, anyone who knows 2109. 2109? <laughs> Don't get me started on 2109. Is he still talking to Lucas? <laughs> those. Those. <laughs> She's like, what did you call him? You the don't even want to know what I just called him. <laughs> Bleep it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they move out and then so he uh, tries to contact 2109 again, but 2109 is not answering him. So he starts contacting LW again. Um, come to find out LW was in love with Debbie went to jail. 
Uh, so <laughs> the, what? the local sheriff arrested him for witchcraft. <laughs> Was he in the stocks? <laughs> Witcher for witchcraft? Yeah, yeah, he's talking to an orb, he's dude. To hey, an some orb of your neighbors house. saw you talking to an orb, <laughs> and uh, well, I don't know why the the police officer was Andy Griffith in the freaking 1600s. <laughs> I can't even whistle today, you know. <laughs> Sorry, this is bad. You know, just showing up. Barney Fife coming yeah, out here. With well, his you know, bullet. yeah. Is this a reference that any of our listeners even get anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Are you old? Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> Are you old? Here's a joke for the olds. <laughs> well, yeah. So they arrest him for witchcraft. Yeah, they arrest him for witchcraft, and so he's off the radar for a little. Hey, we bit. heard you're talking to the future. He comes back. He, we heard you're talking to the bunch of people for the future. Uh, so he comes back from jail, uh, and. Uh, when he comes back from jail, he's like, "Hey, I have a confession to make, Ken. My name's not LW, and most of the stuff I was telling you was a lie because I was nervous of getting caught and sent to jail." But now well, that I've been happened, kind of, yeah. <clears throat> I need to level with you. My name is Thomas Howardin. Um, I work at this university, not that university, and kind of clears up a bunch of stuff that was wrong from before. Yeah, but they called him on it being wrong. <laughs> so then, whoever's doing it, well, they never called him on it. Oh, okay. Because they, because. Uh, Ken uh, Ken always was like, this is a prank. Someone's somehow sneaking in my Didn't house. This makes sense me. though. What is the 1600 sideways? Why are the feet on the wall? Yeah, they're sideways. Okay, that's the future. The that future was the great sideways. flip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was when the axis tilted. It was when gravity messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they discovered gravity and then ever since Wouldn't then, that be wild? things changed. Yeah, Do you think it would happen rotated. gradually or instantly? Probably gradually. Probably gradually, yeah. Maybe it's already happening. Yeah, and we're just tilt, tilting. To the yeah, left. yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah, that won't happen. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so Ken had always kind of been like, "Oh, this is a prank. I'm being pranked." I don't but know now how, that this is this is clear some stuff sure up. Pranked. <clears throat> and so yeah, they never. He was always his motivation in talking to it was to try to catch something to where he could figure out who it is. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, if I could get some details, this is that like would us be, with the same pick a Jaren account. Yeah, it was like he's like, if I could get them to slip up and say something that would help me identify him. The, so yeah, he's hoping to catch him. In he's hoping some to kind catch of, him in it. Sure. Um, and so he says his name's Thomas Howarden. And so then he goes and looks it up, and this was a real guy who lived and worked at this university. And was arrested for talking and, to an orb. <laughs> That would be in there, though, is what I'm saying, <laughs> he, right? There was a sheriff that he mentioned that was the sheriff at his time, um, and the. Uh, but this, all this is available online. All though. of his stuff lined up. Yeah. Well, the internet didn't exist yet. Yeah, but encyclopedias did. Yeah, so I it's, guess the guy. You know, you're getting pranked by a nerd. This guy comes in with like a bunch of encyclopedias. He kicks open the door, and then he's like, "Oh, this is awkward." <laughs> uh, you're supposed to be at Applebee's. <laughs> I thought it was B day. <laughs> I thought it was okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. The uh, everything starts to line up and actually make sense now of it being sure. possible. Um, and so they started communicating, and then it kind of ends with uh, LW and his communication breaks off. Or I guess Thomas is his real name. So Thomas and Ken's communication breaks off. They can't get a hold of each other, and then twenty one oh nine jumps back in. It says thank you for your cooperation. You've been a huge help in all of this. Uh, I promise all this will make sense within your lifetime. Uh, when it does, uh, please uh, reach out and give us a review. <laughs> when it does, please pray. <laughs> uh, and they said, uh, by the way, um, uh, Thomas talked about how he said he wants to record everything that happened in a book, uh, 
and he says that and 2109 says he lived for it kind of gives a uh, you know at the end of a movie when it's like the black screen with the white text that gives you the rest he of the lived story and then he died <laughs> with a vicious attack <laughs> and so they give the rest of the information kind of just like he lived out the rest of his life. He retired. He wrote his book um, and he hid it on campus uh, for you to find and <laughs> this is a scavenger hunt now. And so he he died. He hit it on campus with a a message that only you would understand in the beginning, <coughs> and then the outline of the story of everything that happened. Uh, and they said that uh, one day we trust you'll find it. And then that was the end of it. No one could get a hold of them anymore, and nothing ever happened again. This is what rich people pay for. <laughs> rich people pay for like private escape room kind of things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. And so Ken was like, well, that was fun. And so he turns in the computer and then goes on with his life. And uh, <laughs> Debbie's like, shouldn't we tell somebody about this? He goes, tell somebody about what? Who would we tell? <laughs> he can't remember any of it. She goes, the computer thing. And he goes, who are, who are you? <laughs> and she's like, Ken? And he's like, my name is Thomas. Oh, <laughs> so he never looked for the book uh, as far as we know. So here's what happened after this. Nothing for a while <laughs> and then uh, four years later um, a book comes out called the vertical plane written by called Ken Twilight. <laughs> uh, called the vertical plane uh, where Ken tells this story in the book um, outlines everything that happened. Um, references all the different people that were involved in the story. Um, what if <clears throat> Ken was talking to somebody in like 2089 and 2109 was talking to 2089 and they were like one day Ken's going to write a book. This is Ken's book. Ken it Ken is LW. Yeah, to them. And twenty one oh nine mixed up the story, mixed up the message. No, like the twenty one oh nine. There was a Thomas who wrote a book, right? Mm. But twenty one oh nine told someone else that Ken was going to write a book. Yeah, and then Ken's book is. And then Ken writes now. a book. Yeah, yeah, and then someone else is going to in twenty eight never find it. Yeah, well, yeah, nobody's found Thomas's book. A bunch of people have found uh, Ken's uh, book. Ken's book and yeah. read it. That's why we know the story. Um, they the only other press that they did was about seven years after he released the book. The book sold a few thousand copies. Nothing crazy. Pretty humble. Yeah. Um, uh, seven or eight years later, he does an interview on like BBC's 60 minutes version of the show Kay. and in that like him and Debbie, they don't show their faces. They face the other way and disguise their voices and stuff like that. Cool. <laughs> But like BBC, but didn't like I was gonna say, not there. Yeah, <laughs> they they're there's like, and they're going. Anyway, we were. <laughs> <laughs> we rented the BBC microcomputer. <laughs> the interviewer, the interviewer was just sitting there like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys didn't tell me they were gonna talk like this. And. And okay, <laughs> so me and Danny broke up. <laughs> uh, and they vouched for the whole thing, um, obviously. Uh, 
they asked them some questions because because they brought Peter on and Peter was like, yeah, this thing's super legit. It's crazy. It's how like it's exactly what you would think someone from the 16th century would write like. <laughs> and so the BBC, what they did is they got a second opinion. They found another linguist and she said, uh, yeah, this is way off. Uh, not even close to what someone from the 16th century would write. Like. Sure. And she says, and so they asked her, and it's really funny in the interview. They're like, they're like, so do you think that this was a, a language expert from the 16th century who wrote this to try to look like that's what was going on as a hoax? And <laughs> she, she said, of course not. <laughs> she said, oh, if an expert wrote this, it would be way better. <laughs> okay. Um, and so they asked, they asked Ken about it in Ken's interview about that, what she said. And he says, I mean, a pretty stereotypical response. He's like, he's like, well, if you were an academic and your career bets on how good you are at understanding these things, you're going to disprove. You're going to work to disprove the wacky theory uh, and try to go with the logical one. Um, so that's his, his stance on it. But other than that, Ken has done no interviews. He doesn't have social media. Debbie does, and she's pretty active on social media, but she doesn't yeah, I mean, she brings this stuff up occasionally. She just posts about her dogs. Yeah, she's like, check out our cat. <laughs> the the no cat has a human face. <laughs> Pay no attention to the stack of pans behind the cat. It's the floating orb. The dog is standing on the wall behind her, <laughs> and she's just like, uh, "Gosh, she's like, I can't believe it's football season already." You know. <laughs> They just live in this wild fun house and she's posting regular suburban mom crap on her social. For sale. $50 OBO. Bought these flower pots last spring. Didn't get around to doing them. And in the background, dude, there's just like a monster coming out of her sink. We're going to Photoshop some of these for sure, dude. Um, and so people reach out to her and she like answers questions, but like doesn't like yeah, yeah, it just answers questions, but neither of them have done interviews and so they wrote the book, but they barely in terms of trying to profit off this. They really haven't like they've done the interview. Which makes it more believable. Yeah, Um, which Gary I want to put on record right now uh, that whenever this podcast starts to decline, you know, like which it will probably soon. (laughs) <laughs> but when it starts to go down, we're gonna have to make up like a alien thing, and then we're gonna profit off of it for yeah, sure. We're gonna profit for sure. Yeah, uh, and we're really trusting that people aren't gonna come back and listen to the podcast. To this episode, <laughs> yeah, we'll scrub this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the uh, uh, the interesting thing is after that interview was the early two thousands. Um, Gary resurfaces. And Gary on his website starts talking about this story mm-hmm. and he says that he 100% believes it and he goes as far as to say he believes that that book is going to be found that Thomas wrote and he says that um, when that book is found both that book and um, the vertical plane Ken's book are going to be their ISBNs are going to change be changed to be under the category of history and it's going to alter the world and so he's very convinced of it. Yeah. But he won't tell what his conversation was. He's like, he's like, I've been instructed not to talk about that. Uh, but he goes, he, he goes. I'm very excited for someone to find the book. I'm also very excited for someone to teach me how to read the books. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing. That's why he's so amazed by what they said because he just guessed. <laughs> Like 2109 was like, hey, could you send Ken back? Yeah. And he thinks and he they told him the secrets to the universe. Smashing the keyboard. 
Yeah, I don't really want to reveal what I said. <laughs> he's too prideful to admit that he couldn't read what they said. He's like, you guys got to go. And then he sits down. Um, interesting. So this is the Donaldson messages. There's a few theories of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, one, the easy one. Uh, they is made it up. There is. They made it up. No, That's the easy one. The, the easy one is that there is an interdimensional thing going on here. Oh, okay. <laughs> some people from the year 2109. That's the easy theory. <laughs> some people from the 1980s and some dude from the 1600s. That's the easy possible explanation here. Uh, so we can check that off as a might be true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the other one, I think you're right. They could have made it up. Ken and Debbie could have made this up. Um, it, it's it's less likely that Ken and Debbie made it up. More likely that someone they know made it up. Um, whether it was Peter okay. or was another doing bar it to friend, them and they were like, and yeah, it was messing with them. Um, wh- one thing about hoaxes like this that are interesting to me that people always bring up is like the motivation. Um, yeah, because they say. Either someone wants to profit off of it, sure, or like they want the notoriety, they want to get famous off of it. There has to be a motivation, and to that I say, uh, no, I would just do this to someone because it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> like the idea of being able to have, yeah, because they're at the at the end of this, there were hundreds of messages back and forth. To be able to sustain a game like this with somebody for that long, it would be the light of my life. <laughs> And I just want the world to, understand. to be able to convince someone <laughs> that their reality is something completely different <laughs> would just bring me so much joy <laughs> to be able to fake a friendship and release hundreds of podcast episodes with somebody and at the end reveal that it was all a lie <laughs> would really <laughs> wow. tear to my eye. <laughs> would I do it for the profit? Will I make some money? Sure. Maybe. Who knows? You know? Yeah. But it's not about it's, it's not, not about, about the money that. we make. It's about the friends we deceive along <laughs> the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I'm just saying that's that's peak humor to so, trick someone. But what about the long? feet prints on the wall? <clears throat> None of that makes sense. Yeah, so there's some things about this that are tough because for this long, even the best hoaxer you would expect some cracks to start to form sure or even just honestly. I, I don't maybe you could do it. I would get three messages in and then they would describe it to me at the lunchroom and I would die laughing. Yeah. I could not hold this oh, live okay. for that long. cool. I could not make it. Maybe someone like you could there is a new person that, walks down, that works downstairs better. by the way oh, in Nick's yeah. office. Let's get him. Yeah, uh, I already got him once <clears throat> nice. Yeah, I walked in and he was he and Nick in there and Nick was like, yeah, this is oh, what's his name Luke. Luke. This is Luke. And I went who (laughs) it was good. Sweet. Well, I'll uh, I'll get here early tomorrow. I'll just nail my feet to the ceiling. (laughs) He's going to come in your blood rush to your head. You've passed out (laughs) because you you've set the joke up way too early. He calls the police. Dude, that's how they one, of, one of us is going to die that way. And I'm like, got him. Got him. <laughs> Who? They're like, Luke found you. Who? I don't From see. the 1600s? I say, I don't see that guy. And they rushed me to the hospital. <laughs> 
clear. He can't, he can't see people. I don't see people. <laughs> the doctor comes in. Where? You, just, see you don't know when to stop you. with the bit. You don't know when to cut it out. The doctor comes Do you in. See that guy? He's talking to you, and you go, "Yeah, <laughs> I hear your voice." Jeez. Do you pray? <laughs> this is so dumb. All right, is that it then? Oh no, we got more theories. Great. So, so it's uh, could be a hoax. Sure, could be a hoax. Who knows? Another theory is that uh, there is someone in the school who when they brought that computer in, it's possible kind of unlikely, but possible that they had wrote a code to save a file that only appears after another file is saved. So they save this response and then it waits until Edward saves a new file and then this new file pops in and is displayed. And that's the response. The issue with this is, is that while it was, yes, it's possible, it was responding to questions, but yeah, there was answers. So it would have to be if that was the case, then Ken would have to be in on it with someone else telling them yeah. what the answers or at least someone somewhere along the line fed the answers somehow like those magicians who are like, what number are you thinking of? Is it 13? And you're like, oh my gosh, and they, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that Ken was playing a mind game. <laughs> On the what I'm saying is that whoever was doing this to Ken used the power of suggestion to get him to ask specific questions that he was. But he also did it to the uh, (coughs) supernatural people and the ufologist to everyone. Yeah, this is Chris Angel. Uh, This was Chris (laughs) Angel's first strike. (laughs) Edward Angel. (laughs) Edward Angel. So yeah, so that's a tough one. Uh, Another one that is my personal favorite. Um, Have you heard of these stories? Um, I, well, I should back up and say there were situations on multiple occasions where Ken and Debbie heard um, uh, people walking above the kitchen. The kitchen was a single floor wing of the house, so that it was just roof. They heard people walking above the kitchen, so they would go outside. They check there'd be no one up there on the roof. Sure, they come back in, and there's footprints on the ceiling. Yeah, classic no footprints. Stuff. Yeah, so <clears throat> another theory is that have you heard those stories of like people who have people living in their attic and they don't know about it? Don't do this to me. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have heard of that. I don't like it. So I, it's like the same thing with like the people who live in hotel rooms. Yeah, like yeah sneak yeah. into the walls and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it freaks me out like a lot. Well, that's the theory that there was someone living in their attic, and when they would leave, this guy climbed down from the attic and messed with them. <laughs> and because he lived in the attic, he was able to get away with it because he didn't know them. He heard them talking all the time, so he knew their names. But he didn't, and he could obviously read their messages and answer their messages. And being a British citizen, knew a decent bit about the past, but not enough to get things right. And so then went back and covered his tracks with his twenty one oh nine story, and then with this, uh, oh, yeah. I'm actually Thomas Howard. I guess he can hear him talking too. <clears throat> yeah, and so he's able to come back and backtrack yeah. with all the messages and stuff like that. There was never proof. Nobody ever found someone in his attic. Um, so he could yeah, still yeah, be we not, We're not sure that Nick wasn't doing this the whole time, though. Uh, that's true. I mean, Nick was going to the pub with them. So oh, okay. for Nick to plant the messages would be tough, but Nick could be an inside job. Like he could know a guy and he could be. But hey, we're leaving. They're in the yeah, they're in the Applebee's and he was like, oh, I got to make a call. Let me go out to the phone booth and he hops in the or phone a guy booth at Applebee's and when they walk in, he leaves. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the ways we could pull this off. So <clears> we're saying yeah, we could get somebody. 
either this is some weird interdimensional time travel thing that we don't understand that yeah. will be explained within our lifetime because it's within the lifetimes of Ken and Debbie and that was the 80s. Yeah, they're a little they were adults. They were adults in the 80s, so we should find out pretty soon if this is legit. Um, <clears throat> uh, most likely it's a hoax. I will say um, there are two things about this that are interesting to me. One, this has happened to me. <laughs> I got some messages from this guy named LW last Shut week. Shut up. I'm done with you. Okay. No, for real. Uh, when I was in middle school, no, stop. this is a true story. This is a hundred percent true story. When I was in middle school, <laughs> our family computer in the living room. Uh, one morning, stop. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. This is a true story. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, um, I can't wait to tell you what my conclusion <laughs> about this was. <laughs> okay, so I have to go. I know it's almost we're almost done. Um, <laughs> no, I have to go like now. Why? I have a flight lesson. When? At five o'clock. Oh yeah, you got to get out of here, man. That's what I'm saying. What did your computer say? Uh, it's it's too much of a setup. We'll have to do this later. No. <laughs> You got a long drive, Eddie. You better get out of here. <laughs> okay. What did what did the computer say? Oh, uh, we woke up one morning and Microsoft Word was open on the favorite computer in the living room. And then it just said, I know about the pillow pens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell everyone. No, what it said was worse. It said kill Josh. And that was <laughs> it. That was all it said. And nobody in our house knew where it came from. Nobody could explain it. My parents thought shut up. You did it. My parents thought I was like you did it. And you're doing this to show your dad later and be like, look, I talked I about talked it about and it you held this alive forever. No, I genuinely my brain, my brain genuinely. Uh, I I was I wasn't allowed to watch Billy and Mandy and I watched it the night before and I be, I honestly believed that I let the devil into our house because I watched Billy and Mandy. Billy and Mandy? <laughs> I was like, I did it. He's gonna kill my brother. Guys, I watched Curse the Cowardly Dog, and now my brother's gonna die. <laughs> Why have you never told me this? It's killed Josh. I don't know. I, I I honestly have thought about it until I read this. You it's like, did oh, it, I've though. been there. You I, did it. I have no idea how it happened. I literally, I genuinely, no one knows how. Okay, it happened. what so, was the, re- the second the reason you were interested in it? <clears throat> oh, that's a time. It's not interesting. Okay, <laughs> this did happen in my house too. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> in uh, when I was in middle school, <laughs> this orb walked out of my fireplace, <laughs> and it said, "It said to me, it said, go to Tim Stone's house." Yeah. It said, "Would you rather?" I was watching Drake and Josh that day. <laughs> and it said kiss Mary kill. 
yes. I said kill Josh. <laughs> Who did you kiss and marry? <laughs> Fiddle often. <laughs> Things Alone Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker. And graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things Alone Last Night. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, we're about halfway through quarter one, which means pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions already. (laughs) And look, I get it. It becomes really easy this time of year to start skipping out on the things that you committed to. But I have a secret for you. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know my therapist helps me find all the areas where not only I need to work, but areas where I'm doing a good job and can uh, continue to excel in those areas. And it's super helpful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.